Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to Video Games to the Max, episode 205. And yes, I'm still living and playing games, so we're doing a show. Uh, And it's almost close to, you know, the end of the year, so I figured a good time as now as I need to put this thing back in but thankfully mark has been uh carrying the load and doing things with jens yep and uh still giving you guys uh content out there so um either way we do have uh some games to talk about i've been playing a lot of uh, pokemon sword and you know mark's talked about various games so i don't know which ones he wants to Hit on uh, I've got, I've got more stuff. <laughs> well, uh, go ahead. Well, did you do anything? Did you get any uh, Thanksgiving or Black Friday crap bought? No, um, I've had to buy other things, not okay. game related. So I got an uh, Oculus Quest. Oh wow, nice! For like a Christmas present from a friend of mine. Uh, so that's interesting. I also bought a, uh, I haven't got it yet, but I got a SD to SNES, like, flash cart. Uh, from actually kind of, Yen's got it for me. He loaned me the money to get it. So I'm getting that soon. Uh, then I bought some, like, Switch games, and I bought, uh, Puzzle Quest for the Switch, which is a nice game to have on the go. <laughs> right, for those who don't know, uh, what Puzzle Quest is? It's Bejeweled with RPG mechanics. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean definitely it? a game for on the go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an old game, too. It's like 10 years old. Uh, I also bought uh, Binding of Isaac for the Switch. Of course. I figured how long it would take you to buy that game for the Switch. Well, the Switch. it's kind of hard. Well, I, yeah. I think it's, 
actually got the physical copy, which has gone kind of out of print. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, I got it on sale, which is nice. Um, I also bought like, other, other Super Nintendo games, because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Yeah, I saw, you got like a Mega Man and a... Uh, no, that, that was way before. That's been I've had those for months. I got recent. Okay. I got no. I got Friday. Um, Mega Man X, the first one. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie, the game, and then um, that wasn't too. Oh. That was actually not too bad. No, it's fine. Okay. I like the first one. The I like the first one more, but it's perfect. It's, that one that was like forty bucks too. That's like the most expensive game I bought. <laughs> And then I bought uh, Super Contra, because it's always a classic. Oh, of course. Got to have Super Contra on there. Yeah. And it's funny, so. the uh, Puzzle Quest and Binding of Isaac have some weird performance problems on the Switch. <laughs> like, anything that happens, like, too much, like, especially Binding of Isaac, like, I blew up a bomb that, like, causes gas to disperse, and the game frame rate dropped like a fucking rock. I was, like, playing on, like, slow-mo. I'm like, what is going on here? And then it would, like, it would play like that for like five or six seconds, and it would speed right back up. And it's like, this this is either an, a new power up I've not seen in the game yet, or something's happening. Is it like a known thing? Like I I have no idea. I didn't even check. I I don't really care. <laughs> I just like playing it, so that's what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, the the quest is pretty neat. It works better than that uh, PSVR, which you both have. Uh, I think anyway, like. Uh, Beat Saber ran a little weird, like a little slower, but it was still fine. Um, but yeah, I got that like Vader, that Star Wars game. But I haven't played it yet, but it like this, it like looks better. And I don't know about you, when you had when you used your PSVR, did you ever get hot or like did it get like humid? Yeah, I did. This does not. I don't. Ha- I get to have that problem with this thing. Well, that, I mean that's good. They obviously designed it with that in mind, knowing that you're not going to play it very long if it gets really hot on you. So Well, yeah. I mean, that's actually the biggest problem with that PSVR is, like, I'd play it for 20 minutes, I'd take it off, and, like, the you know, the uh, lenses would be wet, like, from sweat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this sucks. <laughs> so you're not getting queasy or anything either no. with the Oculus? I watched some like videos that all ran fine. Uh, it comes with like, some free crap, uh, like this. Like, here, I think it's, I forget the experience. I forget the name of it, but it's like this. Like, you're like in an RV, and it's like, a little robot flying around, and it gives you like game cartridges to play with, and it's simple, but it worked really well actually. Uh, and yeah, I'm hoping to get like Tilt Brush. And oh, I'm getting that I'm getting that Oculus Link cable tomorrow, so I can like hook it up to my PC. So that will be a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I mean, then you can use uh, anything. You know, you could basically play Beat Saber with any song avail- You know, yeah. any song you have. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna buy that Audio Shield game because I really want to try that. Uh, I wanted to try that for like years. So. <laughs> Because that's like that's the game that you can literally like put in any song and it'll it's right. like Audio Shield or whatever, or uh, Audio Audio Surf. That's it. 
Well, so be speak, fun. I mean, since we're already on this, uh, you know, you're talking about Beat Saber and, and Oculus, which, you know, Facebook owns. Yeah. Uh, you know, they acquired Beat Games, which is, you know, the the company that people. makes Beat Saber. Yeah. And, you know, they had already started to expand some of the music that was in the game before Facebook bought them, but... I mean, you would think that that's is like a. Do you see this as a mostly positive thing, or you think it could turn into a negative? Because I kind of see it as a, like the MTV when MTV Games bought Harmonix. Harmonix, yeah, and they were able that allowed Rock Band to have a lot of songs that from a lot of big time artists that they wouldn't have been able to get had they remained where they were. Do you see it as something like that for Beat Saber, or you think Facebook can get involved well, in other bad ways? I think it's good initially because I think they said that like oh, Beat Saber is not going to be um, like locked down to the Quest. It's going to be or to the Oculus stuff. It's going to be still on the you know the HTC stuff and Steam and everything. But I think their next game, whatever they're making next, that will probably be locked onto the Oculus storefront or you know the Oculus headsets. Um, I don't know. I really dislike the biggest problem with Beat Saber. Like, it's a really great game to play, but I find all the music terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a certain set of music, you know. Yeah. So I mean, any, if they can get any song that I actually like in there, that'd be great. But I, I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> like, I think the technology that from that for that Audio Shield game is a lot better because it's just like. Yo, put whatever song you want in it, in this thing, and we will build a level around it. But I realized they're not going to do that because there's no money in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see Facebook trying to see if they can do a let's release DLC all the time for this. Yeah, and see if we can get people to buy it. Like they, you know, Rock Band still puts out DLC, even though it's. You know, mostly getting more and more obscure at this point with them having a small amount of dedicated. I'm not even buying songs oh. for it anymore. But I bought. I bought. Uh, so I did. I bought. This is like a, like a few days ago. I bought Hitman Two on PC yeah. through like Green. I think it was Green Man Gaming, and they gave me something Intel, like Game Pack or whatever. So it's like pick five mm-hmm. games from this list. And one of the games which I actually picked out was Rock Band VR. Oh God! And Did it's it, like, does I mean, it work I, okay? Well, I don't. Ha- it doesn't work in this headset. That's that's strike one. And strike two is. Uh, I thought they made it you, with the Oculus. Uh no. Well, it, not with the not with the Quest. With the Rift, it works. So I'll get, oh. I mean, that'll work tomorrow. But strike two is. You need a. You still need a guitar. <laughs> yeah, but that one. I mean, you sh- I mean, you might be able to find some uh, one of the guitars like Goodwill or something at this point. Well, PS a PS4 guitar. I think that's what they specifically said. Oh, because so it has the dongle. Yeah, I'm not sure about how, uh, you know, popular or how you know how many of those are still around. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You could always check eBay and see if they're super expensive or something. Yeah. I have an but, Xbox, or I'd send you one. Yeah. That wouldn't that wouldn't be annoying to ship or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. 
but uh and yeah that's about all i've been playing messing with uh fire emblem like like forever (laughs) yeah so i mean pokemon came out i think a few weeks ago now at this point um it's in the news still obviously because it's sold it's the fastest selling game on the switch beating out super smash brothers uh, which is really not a surprise. It's the first Pokemon game on Switch. So um, that doesn't, uh, you know, really really shouldn't make people wonder too any much of anything, especially with the Switch is still selling uh, consoles. I think what they said um, in Japan, it sold like 30% more Switches or whatever. Um, I think it was like 6 million in total. For that first week between all of the areas, so that's pretty good. And they're sitting there complaining about leakers this far ahead. I'm sorry, but the people that were trying to boycott the game probably still bought the game anyway. So I don't know yeah. what Nintendo's really complaining about. I know, okay, they have a right to complain and a right to go after these people that leaked. But the things that they're really complaining about in the lawsuit are kind of dumb. When these these sales figures come out, and... yeah, <laughs> like it's but, like how many more copies do you expect to sell? Because some dude leaked, you know, a third of the Pokemon list or whatever. It's like mm, I, I know people are mad about the not the nat- Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. National decks or whatever, but honestly... I have no idea what that is. So, okay. It's the fact that they have like 400 instead of all 800 and something. Oh, okay. So, it's like, you well, know. Do you want the game to come out now or three years from now? And they, it's like, it's just like that, uh, oh, what is it? That Grand Turismo 5. Or that 5 when they had like a, you know, a million cars, but like mm-hmm. yeah. 80% of them looked shitty because they just, you know, they couldn't, they didn't have enough time or resources to put them all in correctly. <laughs> Right, that's the problem. And, you know, I think part of that, there's a justification there when they make this really cool area called the Wild Area, which makes Pokemon into, like, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, where you have these creatures walking around that are way too level for you, but then you also go in the grass and you can catch, you know... Uh, Pokemon that are not in other, any other part of the the game. So um, it's kind of cool in a way, the way they did it. Uh, I really wish they would have made it 
available more than just the three times. I mean, you can go into it whenever you want. It's not gated. But if you're going through the story, it really only pushes you in there three times. And yes, you can get more as you go on. But then when you hook it up online, which I try not to be online that much, uh, it chugs like crazy because there's actual real people in there. And the game doesn't know how to deal with that, so um, yeah, that's I saw, a problem. I, saw, like, I remember seeing like that was a, one of the bigger issues of that game. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and I can, I, there, it's a problem too because later on, I haven't gotten to that part of the story. I just got through, got to the fourth town where there's a gym, and I haven't gotten to that gym yet. Apparently, once you get to there, you start noticing where they rush the game. Uh, and that leads into, you know, thinking about how much stuff did they really have to cut to get it to come out on number 15th. You Probably know, a lot. And, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is it sucks that they're such on this timeline that they can't say, hey, let's delay this game six more months so we can make sure that this doesn't feel like we had to rush everything, but Nintendo is very strict with their deadlines when it comes to these big, heavy-hitting games, and, yeah. uh, you know, they... What's up? Oh, God. I mean, they've kept Pokemon on this, like, year, almost yearly cycle for how long now between the two consoles, so... I was going to say, it's not like... Nintendo doesn't have... They really don't have any other big games for Christmas, do they? No, because this was it. Yeah, that's probably why. I mean, you need to get it out by this date, or that's it. (laughs) I mean, and the only two games (laughs) that have release dates for next year are a port from a Wii U game, which I'm still surprised the Tokyo Mirage Sessions port... uh, and then the Xenoblade Chronicles 1 uh, remaster. Those are the only two Switch major Switch games that have uh, release dates. So they don't know when uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out. That No word on Metroid Prime 4 at all. Um, and then whatever other games are in development that we don't know about right now. So, I mean, the two yeah. games I could see coming out like for next year easily would be uh that metroid prime trilogy uh port or you know remaster what the fuck they're talking about doing with that thing they gotta be making that right if you're sitting here porting over toko mirage sessions you gotta be porting over and and freaking xenoblade chronicles that was on the wii you gotta be porting over metroid prime trilogy and the other one I, i could see happening is uh because I think they've talked about they're trying to they've been toying with the idea of making like Switch or uh, 3DS ports for the Switch. It's either mm-hmm. that Zelda Link Between Worlds game that could probably be translated pretty easily to the Switch, or uh, like the Twilight Princess HD remaster and like that Breath of, or the uh, Wind Waker thing also. I think they've been Why talking not? a lot about Skyward Sword. Yeah, the problem with Skyward Sword is that's a very motion-intensive game. So that actually, I mean, the Joy-Cons can do a lot of that motion, though. Yeah, but we, I don't think people are into that stuff anymore that much. <laughs> also, how do you play it? How do you play it on the Switch? Uh, on the Switch Mini. 
Well, yeah, I don't know how they would do that. <laughs> like, I mean, just have a button that you know, attack for A, and then go go from there. That knowing Nintendo, they would figure out some way to make it work, though. Uh, uh, so how are get, you, how are you enjoying Pokemon? Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I, I think it's it's fun. It's a game that I mean, it's Pokemon. Uh, that's formula doesn't change a whole lot uh, but um, I really like the starters I picked Grookey because I always pick the grass one but uh, I like your your rival Hop he's he's not super and uh, there's like actually like two or three different rivals in this game so that's a little bit of a difference from some of the previous ones uh, Sun and Moon was such a departure from what we're used to seeing so going back to the gyms and there's actually like little gym missions that you go through before you get to the gym so like the first one the grass one you have to there's this uh, sheep pokemon called wooloo they're literally sheep that like roll around and you have to like herd them into barns for like three or four different times and then once you do it uh, enough times that finally lets you go through and then you go into and while you're doing that you're facing those trainers that you fight before you face the gym leader too which is kind of neat the way that they do that um so you know i i, I appreciate them adding that in that adds a little different of a facet to just going to the gyms and then like being in that region that it's in uh being based on england now when you go to these stadiums uh, there's like actual fans there cheering for you and all that stuff. So it feels like, you know, a lot of this is based around the soccer, football culture. So, so you had so them chanting lose, and all that stuff, you know. Go ahead. When, when you lose, it's a soccer riot breakout. <laughs> well, you do have um, like the Team Rocket of this game is called Team Yell. And they're literally like hooligans, like you know, from the, you know, that would beat you up at a soccer game or whatever, <laughs> but they're cheering on one of your rivals or one of the gym leaders. And, uh, they're pretty pedestrian. They don't, you know, they're not trying to do some crazy, we're trying to kill the world thing. Like a lot of the team rockets, you know, yeah. ish that ones do, but it's still kind of, it still it kind of goes with the region well, so that's that's good too. I I like a lot of the new Pokemon, so um, that's that's pretty good too. Um, you know the eighty or so that they put in along with the old ones. For the most part, they're all they're all pretty cool, and they all have their own uh, pluses and minuses. You know, I've I've kept myself to only using the new ones. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can catch a lot of the, you know, Gen 1 and uh, some of the other generation ones in there. And I I have caught them because that's one thing. I, I've done a lot of battling in this game. They made battling a lot more. I mean, battling is the same. But, it, I don't know, it just feels different. I think catching is a lot, you know, nicer. I haven't had a lot of problems with having to throw a million balls at one thing and and it not working so um it it but the battling has been so smooth that I've like over leveled <laughs> to the point where 
I'm at the fourth gym and my my whole party is at level forty, so um which is probably not that, good. I guess that experience here is really kicking in, huh? <laughs> yeah, that experience I mean it does it seems like it's toned down from like let's say let's go but um yeah I think what helps is that the first gym you have to be like level eighteen in order to compete with them, which is pretty high because most of the time you're, you're like level 10 or whatever. So you, you already have to be like a pretty high level to just get to the first gym. And then the thing is like, once you get past that first gym, all the other gyms are like really close together. So you don't have a lot of time to, if you go in and start trying to catch the, cause you get experience for catching Pokemon too. So if you go and catch a bunch of Pokemon, then you're going to get experience. And then if you're battling the trainers that are along those routes, you're going to be over level just by doing that by the time you get to the next gym. So, yeah. Um, and then when you get into that wild area where you're constantly finding different ones that you haven't seen, you're going to run into that where you're going to want to over you're gonna wind up over leveling too if you keep the same team now that's the thing with this one is that i found myself kind of switching out a lot more than than in previous ones uh but you know that's the thing too it just depends on what you're trying to get yourself to do if you're if you're not setting yourself to where like okay let me use only the new ones or or you're not trying to balance out your team then you might switch them out a lot and and uh, you know you might get tired quick, but if you're playing the game like most people usually do, I think it it has a pretty good pace. The only thing is, I kind of miss the the detours from like previous games. Like there's only like two little mines, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is like route gym, route gym, route gym. I remember in the old games you had different. St- the older games, you had different little stories, side stories, and and different um, dungeons you could go in and stuff like that. This one doesn't have that that much, so it it kind of varies on what what you want out of it. But it is kind of refreshing to feel like, oh, they actually care about the gym stuff in this game, because some of yeah. the times they've gotten way out of the. They forget that you're like a ten year old boy and they make you go try to save the world when you're ten years old. And this game's kinda like Hey, go get your gym badges and go try to like win this thing that you're supposed to win and let us let us adults handle it. It's it's kinda weird uh to see that going on. So um Yeah, uh it's, so I, I feel like it's a it stands up to all the other Pokemon games, so if for some reason you haven't uh pulled the trigger on the Pokemon games yet. Uh, I definitely think it's worth uh, trying out if you got a Switch because it's one of the perfect games to play on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I go, I think I've only played it on the TV for like two hours. The rest of the time I took it when I went to go get an oil change for the car or, you know, any other reasons you would want to have your game on the go. Uh, so, uh, you know, on the uh, on the go, literally, it's for the bathroom, whatever. Uh, it, yeah. it all works because it's, you know, you can catch a few Pokemon, go through a route or whatever, and, and you're done, so... That's how Puzzle Quest is, too. You just, you know, get in a few battles. That's all you need. <laughs> there you go. So, um, overall positive on, on Pokemon. I think the people that are just really hating on it, I think, are the people that still can't deal with the whole, oh, we don't have 800 Pokemon in here. Or you wanted something that I think is a little bit... Une- you're just You're expecting way too much for the first... Pokemon on a console that's not a handheld, like exclusive uh, uh, handheld, you know? Also, it's just the idea, you know, like a lot of people complaining are like the 30 or 40 year olds got into Pokemon in like the mid 90s, like the, or the right. later 90s. It's like these kids are still, or these games are still meant for kids, not your old ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> you still got, else or get over it. <laughs> you've got kids that uh, want to play these games and. They or they they watch the anime and they want to get into it or or they see the toys or whatever you know. Um, Anaya likes it for the most part. I try to get her to play the games and I think the I think the constant battling gets old for her. But you know she likes the walking around and and I th- and seeing them. Uh, you know, Let's Go made it kind of cool, but it's not the same because you weren't really you weren't battling those those wild Pokemon. You were just catching them, and it, that the catching thing got really really old. But yeah. I think when you actually go in and you're you feel like, oh man, now I'm battling these things and I'm getting to see them in the overworld and all that stuff. That's such a cool thing. Um, that obviously you know will now carry on because they have the graphics for it, but. Let's see what happens in the next game. Uh, hopefully they get some time off. Uh, you know, I know that Pokemon Company hasn't been big on the side games recently. Uh, you know, because they have Pokemon Go and they have the Pokemon trading card game and all that stuff. But maybe this might be the time to to pull one. Like, a Poke- like they don't have a photo mode, which is weird. So if you're not going to do that, why not make a Pokemon Snap 2... And, uh, you know, put that in or make another stadium game or something to let the core Pokemon team like have a rest and be able to perhaps get you closer to that experience that you want, which is like, you know, I, I don't see why we can't have a Pokemon that is more of it's all the wild area where... It is kind of like Xenoblade where you can walk around and you have a level 50 Onyx walking around with a bunch of level 15, you know, I don't know, uh, Butterfreeze or whatever. 
and you put in some new Pokemon and you have more Pokemon available and and it does feel like this huge adventure. Like you could have a Pokemon Breath of the Wild, but they need the time to make that and they haven't had the time to even get close to making that. I don't think they're interested though. Like has any of their Pokemon game been like that? No. They they couldn't. Yeah. They couldn't do it on the on the uh the portable game the portable machines. Um, but also, I think I mean also, Breath of the Wild is, for lack of for lack of better description, is kind of an empty game. Like, yeah, there, it I is. Mean, there's a bunch of stuff in it, but there's not like 800 enemies or 800 Pokemon running around. You know, there's like 20 enemies or you know 20 types of enemies, and that's kind of about it. And then like a bunch of shrines and crap. But most of the time, look, the draw draw with Breath of the Wild is like getting around, or like that's the big hook. It's just exploring. It's not catching animals and having them fight other animals <laughs> right i mean you can't explore in pokemon too because you go around and you you can go into the cities which are a lot bigger now and you can uh i spent a lot of money on getting clothes and changing the hairstyles and going camping with the pokemon which is something you can do now you can play with them and, and do camping and make curry and all this other stuff um so i mean adding st- Having stuff like that, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not expecting Final Fantasy 15 Pokemon either. But yeah. if they can get something closer to that, it'd be kind of cool if they could do it. Yeah, I mean, it's not to the level. Like, I don't, I don't think they're necessarily pumping out Pokemon every year. But it's not like the level of like you know WWE 2K20 or something like that. Well, I mean, we already know how bad that game is. So, it's... yeah. Uh, well, speaking of a, a game that was very uh, polarizing when it finally came out after all these years of waiting, Kingdom Hearts 3, uh, people have been waiting for this Remind DLC to get information out and the usual Square Enix way now of telling you when one of their big RPGs is getting more information is usually one of their orchestra concerts. <laughs> And uh, Nomura came out at one in Osaka, Japan, to explain a little bit of what's some modes that are going to be in this DLC, which none of this looks like something that's like super amazing or whatever, but, you know, sometimes Square Enix gets a little bit full of themselves. A photo Uh, mode isn't important? (laughs) They already have a photo mode. A better photo mode? (laughs) <laughs> whatever i guess i mean the game is it does look really nice does look nice and you know some of these disney worlds but uh some of them they don't it's just like you know frozen just a bunch of snow uh but you know uh yeah there's gonna be a photo mode a slideshow mode woo and fast pass mode which is uh, basically a difficulty mode that makes it to where you can beat the game even faster uh, I mean the game was pretty easy already so uh, there's also a black code mode which allows you to make that game harder if you want to which a lot of people complained about so yeah that game got pretty easy or I mean it was a few bosses were like challenging but most of the time it's like stupid easy because you had so many different options yeah like you, you had summons, you had attractions, and then you had uh, like magical spells or like the you know. Oh, the, the attractions made it super easy. Yeah, 
you know, hit you with a keyblade, or I can just summon this great big carousel, and it'll it'll destroy everything in my path. It's like, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I had to put it on pause because I. No. Pause it again if you can. Yeah. So, had some audio difficulties there. Realized my girlfriend decided to go to sleep, and she was snoring. I was like. Yeah, that's not going to be great audio for you guys, so... Um, sorry if you heard that during the Pokemon talk there, but... Uh, let's let's move along here to some news. Uh, don't know how much more... Uh, you know, relevant this is going to be uh, with the new systems coming out soon, or, you know, within a year or so. Uh, but uh, PlayStation Plus revealed their games for December, and it's Titanfall 2, which I'm sure has been a PlayStation Plus game before. Uh, I know it's been an Xbox Games for Gold game, and um, Monster Energy Supercross. All is, the big hits. <laughs> yeah, all, all the big hits. Uh, starting uh, December 3rd, you can grab those. Uh, hey, Titanfall's still a pretty good game, so... But yeah. it's also been on sale for, like, $10 at one point. It's not cheaper, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gains for Gold, at this point, is getting very... Not relevant because of the Game Pass and all that. Uh, so, you know, they don't really need this as much anymore as they used to. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution, which you like that game, right? Uh, I like the idea of it, but playing it was kind of a slog. (laughs) And Insane Robots are the Xbox One titles, and of course if you... uh, The Xbox 360 titles are backwards compatible. Uh, Toy Story 3 and Castlevania Lord of Shadow Mirror of Fate, which that's not a good game, but sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a Castlevania game. I would just like go out there and go crazy to have, but and sure. Most of those later Castlevania games aren't great, so. And uh, not to be outdone, uh, Google Stadia's pro games for December are Tomb Raider Definitive Edition and Farming Simulator 19. Yep. Yep. I mean. Yeah, I, you know, no offense to those people that like play those farming because sim- there's got to be an audience or they wouldn't keep making them. But not, not my cup of tea at all. There. I think the idea is like it's just relaxing, or yeah, you know, same thing as like uh, you know, like American Truck Simulator or you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, no, for sure, sure. I mean, hey, if you you enjoy those, there you go. It's there, and for some reason you're playing it on Stadia, then sure. Right? Did I'll you talk? You. <laughs> did you talk with Jens about the Stadia problems? Yeah, it's it's dumb and bad. Yeah, it's and no one's playing it. <laughs> it's it's a, and then throwing the developers under the bus too so you can't blame yourself as to why it's not these games are not getting to 4k after all the crap that you made a big deal about yeah 
So, uh, or you like know. you know the fact that they're charging. I mean, it's it's free this month. But they're charging like I think it was like thirty bucks for Tomb Raider, like definitive edition, like last month. You know, like the first game that came out in twenty thirteen. Like why? It's like what? <laughs> Even like Rise of the Tomb Raider, like that's a good game. I'm not gonna say it's bad, but I think I think it's like sixty bucks or like at least forty. And it's like that. You can get that game used. If not new, for at least twenty dollars, anywhere at this point. <laughs> I'm guessing they're doing that because of the what they had to do to get it to work on Stadia. I don't know. Yeah, well, they're doing it because they're greedy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think Google's the one setting those prices. I think it's the publishers are setting them. Maybe, but if that's the case, I think Google should be subsidizing some of that crap. No, I would agree. Or you're not going to get people to buy it on there when yeah. you can. I mean, I really want to know the people that... I want to know the amount of people that are only Stadia people and do not have a PC that can run games that old or consoles. I think that's no one because no one is going... like I, I can't afford a... All right, I, never a con, I never bought a PC and I don't like consoles, but I'm going to get this pie-in-the-sky you know, online video streaming thing. It's like... No, <laughs> that that those people don't exist. Like you know, it's, most city people have at least one console on a good PC as well. <laughs> no, I agree. Are you? I, it was funny. There was a. Uh, I mean, I think I mentioned this with Yens also, but like, I saw a video of this YouTuber, or this YouTube show, trying to take apart the Stadia controller, and mm. that thing is like damn near welded together. Like, they had to take a Dremel to it, like, you know, saw basically saw it in half. And wow. after they did that, they were like, this controller still kind of sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. It, it clipped together so hard that, like, the guy was like, what? Who? why did they do this? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. They, they made a lot of weird decisions with that thing. I mean... They've been talking a good game about, like, oh, we're going to have Stadia-exclusive games, or we're making games ourselves, and stuff like that. And it's like, well, given your track history, I just don't believe you. Like, there's a... I mean, even if you do, are you going to have a user base that's going to give two craps about whether or not Jade River makes this fantastic game on Stadia? Yeah, it's like, oh, all Stadia users bought this game. All 25,000 of you. It's like, that's... Okay. (laughs) Yeah, cool. I... Great. They bought the only game that isn't on something else. I mean, I think eventually the city is going to be like on live or like the OUYA, you know, just some failed piece of weird hardware that like half of it's like catching on fire as we speak, probably. <laughs> well, you know, Phil Harrison's already out there talking about 5G is going to change Sadia forever, so. Well. What? Are they going to magically get good games on it now or, you know, modern games? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. You know, I, that's going to just make all that happen. That, everybody's going to be waiting to play Stadia because, I mean, they couldn't even... they That controller doesn't even work with Wi-Fi right now. Yeah. So uh, you have to have the Chromecast Ultra, that only the Chromecast Ultra that comes with the damn system, the, the package. And, yeah, you have to because then the, like, the current one, like, if they try to run it through that, it'll catch on fire. <laughs> Well, now they fi- I think they just added the Bluetooth support for the other controllers. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think 
at this point, I just don't I mean, see that working out well. They should have just delayed it. I mean, I don't know why they. Other people said like, I'll also question like why they made this big rush to get out so quick. It's like well, yeah, they could have still had it come out in January or February, and you still would have beat the the PS5s and the Xbox, whatever, Scarlet or. And I've heard. Well, I've, I mean, I've listened to other podcasts. And other, I've seen like other features and stuff about like how the that X Cloud thing like works like even better than Stadia. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Because it actually has a library of games that people kind of want to play. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it has all the Game Pass games. And yeah. there's a lot of Game Pass games that are pretty good. The best so. one is still Crackdown 3. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, you get the Outer Worlds. Uh, outer yeah. Worlds. <sighs> They would have to come out with Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds in the same year. So yeah. we can keep tripping like up apart, on that. Months apart, too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you got Gears 5 on there, which is a you know really good game in its own right. I mean, so, you know, like, there's things to play on Game Pass, not to mention the older games that are on there. So, I mean, all you got to do, yes, uh, the Bluetooth Xbox controller is not cheap uh, especially if you own an Xbox like I do so now I have to go buy a separate damn controller but yeah. hey it works so why not Yeah, you know you don't have to have your big ass box with you you can just play it on your phone or your PC or, or whatever yeah. uh, that, that's, Microsoft did it the right way and then Stadia sitting here trying to start from scratch on like you said, pie in the sky, and I don't know that that's going to... There's some people that are equating this to the when the Xbox first came out, and I don't know, it's just... I think that's people just trying to be nice. Well, I think when the Xbox first came out, they had a Halo. <laughs> they had an actual, like, good game, or they had a few, actually, when it first launched, the original Xbox. Like, this thing has guilt, which hurt is fine, but it's not like, you know, a system seller necessarily. No, none of this. I mean, the other indie game, I think, that's coming, that came out, like, last week is not a system seller either. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, great for those those people that are making that game and they get some notoriety out of it, but, yeah. just I will say the commercials are decent, but it's not saying much. It's uh, uh, I think it was the PS3. Sony, when the PS3 launched, they had two excellent commercials that even now I always think about. One was like a fake commercial for the PlayStation 9 that was set in like 2077 or something. And it was like, oh, this PS9, you know, telepathic, whatever. And uh, it was like something you inhaled. It was like, looked like space drugs or something. It was hilarious. But it's like, we have to start with the PS3. It's like, okay. And the other commercial was a five-minute-long commercial for the PS3 that is insane. Because people are drinking, like, it, it takes place in this, like, Mexican resort. And people who are drinking water are, like, getting stoned off of it. And for the entire length, they're like, what is this? And then at the end, it's just, like, PlayStation 3. And I was like, that had nothing to do. The thing I just watched had nothing to do with the PS3. What the fuck is going on? 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, buddy, got you into it, right? Like that that one, the second PS3 commercial. I'm, I'm not even kidding when I say this. This guy, this like span, this Mexican guy, like he's like 20 years old, 25 years old. He's basically wearing uh, white, like he's basically just wearing underwear, watching a soccer game, and I think he's masturbating. Mm. And when the when the goal is scored, he yells, and it's like, what is happening? Like, did I just inhale some LSD also, or what? <laughs> <laughs> and it even has it actually has an actor I like in it. That's, that's well, bizarre, huh? Well, I was just saying they they get people that you know in there for that reason. It, so. it, oh, it has uh, what's his name, Clifton Collins Jr. That's it. I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff, and that's like, all right, <laughs> he's just here. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I mean. It's, you know, Stadia is going to be what it is. I mean, I hope that it gets its act together because it's always good to have competition, but I think once Microsoft gets the xCloud out of the open beta and into a public beta, it's going to blow Stadia out of the water. Right. Uh... So, yeah, I mean, we completely just... I was talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC, and we just went into something else. I forgot to, like, wrap that up. Um, there's still no yeah. release date. There's no yeah, release date for this. There's nothing really to wrap up. It's like, well, this is this stuff is coming, but it's not, like, game-changing. It's not like, oh, here's, like, a new character or a new world. It's well, like, the story stuff is sort of interesting if you... Like me that have played everything and apparently you're going to find out who Zigbar is and who, you know, unravel more of that story. Um, I don't know if they're going to get into that. It doesn't seem like they're getting into that whatever they played in the secret ending. It seems like they're just rehashing that last part of the game where now you can play that last part of the game as any of the other characters. Which, okay. Yeah. I mean, it still doesn't make it okay that basically Kyrie was nothing in that game. <laughs> and, and well, just like, like uh, Luna Freya in Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> yeah, basically. And, and Aqua, too, who's a badass. She didn't really get to do much with her either, so... Wasn't he just brainwashed and like became like Jill Valentine, like evil for like a little while? Yeah, a little. Yeah, a little bit. And then they un, it sort of saves her, or whatever. Yeah, he broke so. the magic gem, and she's fine now. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll find out sometime this winter, or probably next year. Um, Nomura did say that he didn't show a release date because he would get mad at him. So. Uh, typical oh, yeah. Nomura. You, you we all know how well he sticks to release dates. <laughs> exactly. That's... Well, let's see if you know. If I'm... Well, they're already making. So, so what do you? Well, since we're on Nomura, he did. Uh... They released more pictures of Final Fantasy VII remake, and then more 
information about I think like how Aerith and Tifa battle and some of their new moves and that there's going to be new bosses that were not in the original uh, and yeah. that they're already working on part two what do you I, I would hope so <laughs> like if that's, that's a $60 game like that first part right. better be damn full of content <laughs> Like it can't just be like a re- like a re-release of the first you know the first disc of Final Fantasy VII, or else people are gonna be pissed. Well, I mean, to be fair, there's games that come out at sixty dollars that have a story that's like five hours long. I mean, Midgar is at least what like eight to ten hours. Yeah, but I think Midgar is also a very. I mean, if you look at like how that game is designed, it's a very linear part of the game. Like, right. The second you get out of that of Midgar, it's like okay, now this game actually is opened up. It's not just a you know a, basically a series of corridor crawls of just going through Midgar that stupid fucking train graveyard bullshit. Uh, like there are like a few open areas. Like I mean, the what, what the, that guy's mansion or whatever the fuck that little part was called. Uh, Don Corleone, or we know whatever. Oh, right, right. Um, like that's a little more open, but I mean, like most of that, most of that first game is just linear. It's all hell. Yeah, I think they did expand. Well, they mentioned that they expanded on that. Uh, yeah, like well, that's what I said. Like they have to because it's not like I want to go to go to uh, you know Sector Six. It's like well, in the original game, that door is always locked because that does not exist. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But in this one, they, it should, or, you know, they should have, like, more open areas or more areas for you to explore and actually see the town in before it all comes crashing down. I would imagine that the NPCs might give you things to do. Oh, I expect it to be a lot like or, Final Fantasy 15. Like, it's like, yeah. go pick up this quest and go kill this guy in this in this sector of town or, you know, like, or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean... Cloud is, well, Cloud is a mercenary, so, I mean, it almost makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you... I, I just see a lot of people, you know, complaining about the whole... This is not what we wanted, you well, know... luckily for that. them, that first game is still available, so have, have fun with that. Yeah, I, I'm just like, listen, did you really think... I mean, number one, this is Nomura and Square Enix. They're not going to make something the way you just want it to be. They're going to change it. And... I mean, it's the same thing with that Resident Evil 2 remake. Like, that is not a 100% recreation of original Resident Evil 2. Like, they did change certain things, but... That's fine. I mean, they also game. added things that made that game much better, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. The only worst thing is, like, that shared stealth sequence. Uh, right. I mean, at least to me. But, yeah, like, that, they vastly improved on the, on the original game. So, good on them. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, 
I think it was always it was always going to be this immense task for them to remake that game, and then you have yeah. to. Yeah, you couldn't just remaster it with nice graphics. There's just too much you had to do. Yeah, and I think also, I think if that game was only six to eight hours long, or like you know eight hours long, people like me would get immensely pissed for paying full price for it. So if it's you know thirty hours long great or you know 30 hours or longer let's say that but you know if they just were remaking the first disc of final fantasy 7 the purists would be happy but for the, the new players to be like what the fuck <laughs> yeah exactly and i think there's a lot of people that have that misconception of there's going to be a lot of people that know what final fantasy 7 is but haven't played or it. have heard of it right yeah. or maybe only watch advent children or, you know, they've heard their brothers and sisters or their friends talk about it, and they I mean, have Gloria. never played it. And they go, oh, wow, this is beautiful. I want to play this. And, yeah, you got to tailor it for them, too. Yeah, yeah, I have a friend who, to this day, he says that Final Fantasy VII is a perfect game, and there's, like, nothing wrong with it. And it's like, even when I liked that game immensely, I still, there were a lot of problems with that game. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and now you get beautiful looking characters with voice acting that wasn't in the original. I mean, the only thing uh, I hope they do is, I hope there's some DLC option. I mean, I would even pay for this. That just drastically fucks with, its, with the models and makes the most chibi characters. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Uh, well, they technically have I a mean, game for that already. You have that. You have that pre-order, right? What the? Remake. I need to. I'm, I keep thinking about it. If I'm gonna pre-order that. Uh, okay, I got. I actually got a pre-order. I got the like, not the super limited edition one, but I got the. Like, the, the other one that has like the soundtrack and the other thing and. Yeah, I got it for forty bucks. So I'm like, all right, I'm happy with that price. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, that one for like you know 120 or 200 or whatever. It's like, nope, not getting that. <laughs> oh, I have been also playing Persona Q2 again, but I've seen that on sale. Uh, and I'm curious about trying it if I ever get a 3DS. It's fun. It's not you know the story. I like the story, and I mean it's the same gameplay as the other one. Yeah. But uh, I mean the music is freaking awesome. So that by itself. Uh, makes it stand out. It's I'm gonna be making an argument for making that list of ours, but uh, we'll see. There was a lot of really great uh, games that came out this year. So not this year. No, it came out last year. No, it came out this year in June. Persona Q2. Net New no, Japan last summer? year in Japan, but this year it came out oh, okay. here. Yeah. Gotta love those uh, dates. So, uh, Codemasters uh, has bought Project Cars. Um, you know, Codemasters is known for making the Dirt series. Uh, so, I don't. I think this is actually a good thing. Like, I I've actually saw it as a bad thing personally. Well, the, I think you said you reviewed like the last. 
I've dirt read the game. last few code matches yeah. crap, and I've been getting increasingly disillusioned with that company. So I think it's good for like the studio because like they'll have more money to make their you know inevitable Project Cars three. But it's just like Codemasters like seem to like lost their way over the past few years. Like they they released that grid game a few months ago, and like no one talked about it, no one cared. <laughs> Wasn't I, it I, a remaster know. though? The first one? No, it's a it's a new game. That's one of the confusing confusing things. I thought it was too. I started reading up on it. I was like, oh, this is a new game. They should have called it something different. <laughs> well, they remastered the first one for the Switch though, right? That, that that was my confusion. I was like, did they just remaster yeah. it? And what did they? And then like, no, they they had two different grid products like this year. One is that remaster, and one is this new game. And it's like, well, way to confuse the marketplace. Like, you couldn't just call this Grid Three. Like, what? That was too hard for people. Too, too hard for you. Uh, I get you know they didn't want to go through too many numbers. I guess. Yeah. I mean. Also, the studio for like I think slightly mad has like a an interesting track record. Let's say that because <laughs> they made those two Need for Speed Shift games and they had a lot of unkind things to say about EA, which is pretty funny. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, those Need for Speed games were terrible. So. And guess what? They still are. So. Yeah. Way to continue yeah. that. Tradition, this new one is just as bad. So. so. This new one, I mean, it got okay reviews, but it's still not the thing I want. Like, the, they seem, in, like, obsessed with this whole, like, online world interconnected bullshit. And it's like, well, first of all, Forza Horizon does that better than you guys ever will. And so it helped. Test Drive Unlimited did that, and that was last generation. Like, that was a 360 game. So why not just create a single-player game that people actually will like? <laughs> Yeah, because everything is about being interconnected and finding a way to make this uh, game okay. that can last and we, all that. We can you talk know. about that with Star Wars later on. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know, it's I agree with you on that one. But it's just that's the way a lot of these a lot of these companies are thinking about how can we do a Destiny or anything like that that can get people to keep playing it well after it's sell-by date has gone by, you know, and if you could do it with a car game, then... Which, I mean, it hasn't worked for Ubisoft with the crew, so I... I don't know. I think think some games do lend themselves to that, but I just think some other ones don't. Like, I mean, I I have the crew, too, like, the the digital version. I think... I I wouldn't sell it back by the physical one. I just wouldn't care that much. (laughs) Well, I just remember that thing dropped and, like, nobody cared. (laughs) Yeah, kinda. So, I mean, it, I mean, at least people kind of liked it as opposed to that breakthrough breakpoint game they just released a few months ago. I mean, yeah, like um, that had so many problems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hopefully for slightly mad studios, he can just keep going slightly mad about his box that he wants to make. Yeah. If he's still on that, it's always fun. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, uh, Atari is still making their VCS thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was uh, shocked because I think I saw some update. Like, we're, we're still making it. It's Our pre-production is almost done. It's like it's really? It's been three years. Like, <laughs> who's really going to care about that thing? 
like ten people who still have Atari nostalgia. <laughs> but it's not and even gonna. That's it. <laughs> I, I feel the same. I that I, I think it's Coleco or or that. Uh, yeah, the, the television Amiga. thing, the ColecoVision yeah, thing. In television, Amico, I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, Tommy Tillerico has a dream, and that's nice, but that console is only for a super minority of people or gamers that that's not enough like i think google city is gonna has more people like interested in their crap than this than the amico i mean there's a reason why we're having these arcade these mini arcade machines come out now like i think that is popular that is a pure nostalgia bait yeah i think that kind of works because it is such a throwback but like this Atari and Amico thing. But like, even kids like, today know what a lot of those games are. They shit on the ColecoVision. Who's gonna fucking know what that is? Yeah. Well, that Coleco. No, Coleco's different because they made that. Well, in television. Thing, but it failed spectacularly. But like, yeah, the Amico's like, we have a new Earthworm Jim on this thing. It's like, all right, like, that hasn't been relevant in you know twenty twenty years. But let's do it. I mean, he's a cool character in all of it. And was, yeah. let's, let's face it, those games weren't that good to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a total 90s thing. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, the same people keep trying to bring Bubsy back. It's like, no, let him die, please. You made two games over the past, like, four years, and no one cared. Please stop your crimes against humanity. <laughs> you know, I got a an email from them saying that if you wanted a code for whatever the new game was you had yeah. to show them your like your uh how many hits you get and all that stuff i was like yeah you're like metrics i was yeah. like you gotta be kidding me really I'm, for a I'm bubsy game i'm surprised you like, say if you want if you want a bubsy code you have to show us our bubsy tattoo <laughs> you might as well have because anybody that's hyped to play that game i'm sorry yeah. You're going to be disappointed. <laughs> um, well, are you hyped for the new No Man's Sky update? Kind of, I mean, no. <laughs> I just kind of put it in because I was, I was running out of shit to put in there. <laughs> like, they, I mean, I'll give them credit to keep working on that game. Like, and I've heard it's decent or it's a lot better now, but I haven't, I haven't fired that thing up in... I mean, the synthesis thing sounds like they're really trying to make the game a lot more streamlined and easier for people to use. So, that's good. I mean, they need to, because like that, I mean, I played it when when it first came out, and that was a long slog. (laughs) Well, you guys still defended it, though, when there was everybody else trying, you and Daniel seemed to like it when nobody else, everybody else was just shitting on it, so... I still, I still like the idea, and I think, like, I mean, if I played it now, that would be pretty fun, or pretty interesting, but I also have no one to play it with, because I think Jens hated it. <laughs> yeah. I just knew it was never going to be my cup of tea, so I was just like, I'm not even going there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they're adding, like, ship ship upgrades, and, uh, like, different, uh, and like, inventory slots, and the way, like, planets are rendered and all other crap and I say alright cool (laughs) 
Yeah, it, there was a lot in it, but a lot of it came with a lot of disappointment, too. They promised yeah. a lot that they couldn't do. Right. Uh, well, don't worry about VR with whatever the Xbox thing is going to be called, which at this point, you would think that they would have come up with a name for it if it's going to come out holiday 2020, but it's still called Project Scarlet. Uh, oh my god way too many memes for that already Uh, so Phil Spencer had an interview with uh, the uh, man I think his name is Steve Wright I'm not sure what his actual name is but it's the main person in in charge of Survivor yeah um he says that nobody is asking for VR, quote-unquote, and that's why they're not doing it with the Xbox. Um, it is pretty isolating. I will agree with him there. Um, they've tried to make games that you can play with other people with, but for the most part, that is a solo thing. Um, that nobody's asking for it, that's not true, considering... Half-Life Alex just sold out a bunch of Oculus stuff. Um, and also, then like the, the PSVR has been like shockingly well. Shockingly well for being a peripheral for Sony, but 4.2 million is what, like 5% of the people that own a PS4? Sure, but also it's the, I think it's still the, the best-selling VR headset. Yeah, it's also like what three hundred dollars less than every other VR headset. When it came out, it was at least three hundred. I mean, the Vi- or the uh, Oculus Rift is only four. That's not like too much of a bigger. That's not too much no, of a jump. No, I agree. And hey, I own one, and it's fun to use. I'm not saying that it doesn't have its purpose. I mean, it has some really good games for it. Um, I just think that. I think Microsoft, with their AR thing, knows how much they had to put in for that to be viable. Um, I yeah, just. I, I mean, I would say people aren't asking for that more than they aren't asking for VR. Like I, I can only sell that for like industrial use. So it's like, why did you, why did you demo it with Minecraft? I think, I think they're doing the right thing though. At this point, you really need people to just buy whatever it is that you come out with on whatever they have whether it's just game pass and games and use it on your phone and your pc or you buy the box or whatever you just need people to want to have xbox stuff so i think the less money you have to spend on things like vr that you don't have any any track record with at this point i think is better for microsoft right now so, yes, he might be right in that nobody that has an Xbox is asking for it. But I think also Microsoft doesn't want to have to spend money on that either. The better question I would ask him is like, okay, let's assume he's accurate and no one is at, no one's asking for VR. My next question would be, who asked for Connect? And then his angry glare at me would, would melt my skull or something like that. <laughs> right. Because no one, like, as much as he might, 
you know, dismiss VR or whatever. It's like no one gave a shit about Connect, and then then they made a second one. But how much did he really have to do with that? Because Don Matrick and all those other people were way more about that than he was. I mean, none. But that like he can't say dismiss VR when it's like, well, his own dumb his own company made a lot of dumbass initiatives that no one was really asking for. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I, I mean. When he leaves, or you know, three years from now, that might completely change. Maybe, you know, but assuming like PlayStation Five comes out and they have and it has compatibility, compatibility, you know, the PSVR, and they make a second, better one, then people are going to go like, "What's up with the Xbox Scarlet?" It's like, why didn't this have it? Well, we'll see, right? Because okay. again, like. I think also we have to think about, you know, VR can be used for other things. It's not just gaming. Yeah. And on the PC, you can use that for other things. I think when you tie it to a game system, you're only using it for whatever games come out for that. And again, I want to state that I, myself, you, yourself, and other people that uh, we know, there's great games for that on PSVR um, could Microsoft ha- have that happen for them maybe and maybe not but I think right now you've got Project S Cloud that you're trying to launch which right now it seems like it's a better deal than Stadia which is your competitor and you're competing with Sony but you also got Sony to to use your Technology to power whatever Sony is going to do for streaming. So no, Sony has something else. They have that guy Kai. Yeah, no, but they they decided to power go on with Microsoft to get more servers yeah. and stuff like that for for whatever they're going to do. So you know, Sony's already kind of seemingly you know putting putting hands off on crossplay we'll see how that goes with you know the next generation i think you're getting people to like like xbox again with all the things you're doing right now i think you need to keep going down that route and hey if vr takes off with ps5 i think vr has a better shot at least at least right now, I've taken off than any streaming game streaming service. And I say that because, like, the internet backbone just isn't there for most of this gaming shit. Uh, well, let's see like, what that's cloud. We have, we have good internet. I mean, you and I both have good internet, good, like, Comcast internet. But most of this country still doesn't. And then even if they do, they're hitting some bandwidth cap that you have to pay... Right, but but how many people? We got to think about. There's a lot of people that play um, these PS4s. There's people that live in bad areas, right? That don't um, can't be on the internet all the time. That perhaps play their Xbox One or their PS4 with 720p TVs that aren't getting the maximum shit out of their system and they don't need whatever Project S you know they they could just deal with the lowest 
Project S Cloud can put out just so they can play their game on their phone. Like, but you just said that they all they're not on the internet all the time, but, so they literally have to be. <laughs> I know, but not everybody cares about being at 4K, whatever. And it, as I, what happened with Stadia is they're sitting there promising that you're going to be hitting 4K all the time with these games, and you're not. So there's a no, bad I, message. No, I don't care about that. I just mean literally, like if you play a game for over. Or if you play more than fifty hours, you need a bandwidth cap, and it's like, well, pay us more, pay us for more bandwidth, or you can't play this game for another month. And by the way, you can't do anything else on your internet for the next month or your data plan until you know the next month rolls on. It's like what? I'd rather just right, but they're setting. If you're streaming it at whatever the heck the lowest thing was, seven twenty. You're using up way less bandwidth than if you're trying to stream it at 1080p or higher. So I think it just depends on the person. Yeah, I agree with you, right? The ISPs would have to help, and I think Phil Harrison thinking that the ISPs give two shits about whether people can stream games on their computers or not, they don't care. They want to be able to nail you with that data cap overage. So, uh, seriously, like... I think Stadia requires... Well, I'm looking at the guide or the, the graph. Stadia requires 10 uh, MBPS per second. So, like, basically one megabyte. Yeah, so, like, you couldn't have DSL and yeah. do that. Like, but I just, I just think, like, you know, if you're playing a game like Red Dead, it's like you can play up to, like... You know, when you get out of the winter area, and that's about it. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, well, I guess I pick this up next month. Yeah, I, I, we'll have to see. I think, yeah, I don't think that that's going to be the next revolution in gaming. Um, I think it could be like VR, where it has its fans, and you know, hey, if it works for you, then great. But I think Microsoft is the one that's being smart about this and saying. Okay, if you can't stream, well, we still have this box, and you can buy the box, or you can play our games, and and whatever, you know. Um, Google's getting hurt because they don't have anything else but this. So, yeah, if it doesn't work for you, then you're SOL. You find something else. But right. I don't know. I let's see what happens with. We got you know, people that are playing VR on the on the PCs. You got to have some money, number one, which not everybody has. And you're talking about cream of the crop, like people that want to have everything, gaming nerds, you know. And Half Life brings a lot of people in, but I want to know how many just common person that knows what Half Life is just went out there and was like. Oh, I'm gonna buy this Oculus thing and go buy the computer so I can make it work too. Like, I actually you know. don't think my computer can run uh, that Half Life game, that Half Life Alex game. Yeah, see, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so that's not the common denominator either. We're talking about the the PC people that that love having the, the the top of the line thing. Yeah. 
I, oh, I just did a little uh, conversion. So for, for just a basic minimum streaming, you can play a game for up to 230 hours per month. Yeah, that's a lot of hours. We have to also factor in things like Netflix or Disney Plus or just going on the internet. Like, yeah. So, I mean, split that, I mean, cut that down by, I mean, go down to like, want me like 130 or 150. It's like, I mean, now you might, you don't even play a game for that long, but I mean, you used to, I assume. <laughs> yeah, uh, Yeah, I mean, you're right. I just... Yeah. I mean, I think it'll get there. I'm not saying it won't ever happen, but... Also, I just don't like the idea of going to streaming because it's like we don't own the game. <laughs> no, I, that's the one thing I don't agree with either. Like, I'm not... So big on that. It's down in four months. It's like, all right, well, I bought two meter on this thing, but I guess I'm screwed out of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, worries me, too. On, yeah. on that end. Uh, yeah, so, getting, uh, out of that, uh, here, there's not a whole lot from this week, but, uh, Jedi, Jedi Fallen Order is selling well, and doing well, um, I mean, it helps that you have a Star Wars, uh, movie that's coming out in, like, a few weeks, uh, that anything with a Star Wars name Along with Disney Plus being out there with the Mandalorian and all that stuff, people are going to uh, to want to go out there and buy it. But it helps a lot more that Fallen Order is a really good game, uh, great yep. game. Seems so. Uh, I mean, that's probably the last game. I'll, the last two games I really want to play for like this year would be that or De- that and Death Stranding. Uh, Death Stranding is more of a, a slightly more of a curiosity. Like I just want to experience it or like see what it is. But, like, I think I really get into Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I want to play it, too. Um, For me, it's a little bit... I would probably have to get it on PC, because anything that's not portable right now is difficult for me to to play. But, yeah, I think... um, it's like it's everything I've heard of it. People are just loving it, and um, I keep seeing more and more people that are finding the game now with the sales and everything else. Uh, and they they keep you know saying great things about it. it has a what uh, an eighty one average, which I think is the highest for any recent Star Wars game. Uh, I wouldn't well, say recent. I would say for the past decade, <laughs> like. Star Wars has been kind of run through the ringer license-wise. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, anything. Like, the last good Star Wars game I can think of is uh, the Bounty Hunter one. I think that was a... That might have been even original Xbox. Uh, I forget the name of it. Uh... It It wasn't Bounty Hunter. It was like... I remember, like, the thing you could do, it had, like, some weird, Metro, like, Metroid screen wipe. You played a, a squad of, of four, like, clone troopers. Um, oh, yeah, they released it on the frickin', um... It was on, it was a Gains for Gold one. Yeah. Not too long ago. I know what you're talking Republic about. Public Commando, it's, that's it. Yeah, that. 
And that yeah, that was an original Xbox game. One well, of those Jedi games. Um... Those were earlier. <laughs> oh, earlier. Okay, okay. I think I think like the last like Jedi well, Academy plus Kotor like... as well. Yeah, well, Kotor is also earlier. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, the last good one I can think of is Republic Commando. Assuming you don't count Star Wars Connect with that Han Solo song. No, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure everybody's just loving that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Fallen Order. Good that it's doing well. Good that uh, it gets EA some much-needed uh, love sales. as well. Yeah, and, and sales. And critical acclaim. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm excited to hopefully play it soon. I know you, are, as soon as I get my... Yeah, I'm chopping up a bit. <laughs> yeah, whenever GameStop decides to stop screwing with my card, uh, I can I can get it for you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much uh, this. There's leaks of the possible PS5 dev kit. Looks yeah. interesting. <laughs> looks like it's out of the eighties. <laughs> looks like a, uh, someone on someone on Twitter like it's like I can just put my pizza right you know right on top of it. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. All, that, all that heat generated will be nice. Make that pizza nice and toasty. <laughs> Seems like it's made for it. I mean, I don't know. This well, first of all, this won't be like the official uh, PS5. It, that's not going to look like that. Right. More a lot of dev kits don't. Right. Don't look like the system at all. The only, I think the only one that actually looks like the like the one that it is is the PS1 one, the one I have. It's a, I mean, it's a blue PS1, but it looks functionally looks exactly the same. Right. Like, the PS2 one is different, the PS3 one is vastly different, and all the other ones are diff- different as well. So, but the Wii one is the same, I forgot, but most of them are different looking, so, like, you can bet, bet for damn sure it's not going to have that screen in the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't. Uh, well, uh, Elizabeth Banks uh, is looking into making an Invisible Woman movie. Uh, the, you know, those classic monster movies that Universal, uh, was making at one point, those, those, uh, did not do well. The Mummy and, weren't they trying to make Frankenstein or something? Oh, they're trying Uh, to make, like, a Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, Bride of Frankenstein, that's right. Yeah, it went nowhere, and they made that Dracula movie a few years ago that sucked also. Mm Mm-hmm. So now she wants to, uh, make Invisible Woman. That... That seems bad, and I yeah. think because the only the only possible way I can see this happening is it be like like a guy abusing his wife or his girlfriend, and she becomes invisible, and she kills him, and becomes some like avenging spirit for abused women. Like that's about the only possible way I could see this happening. Mm-hmm. But the reason I think the invisible man idea works a little better is because men are inherently a little more violent and scary to Right. Cause that's like that hollow man movie. I think like Kevin Bacon rapes a woman when he's like invisible because it's like, yeah, yeah. Most, most guys would probably try to pull something like that off or just be hiding in like a locker room or something. Like most guys are scummy. What do you expect? <laughs> right. Uh, so I mean, we'll see if it happens. I know her, Charlie's Angel movie just bombed horribly. Yeah, so. sure did. It was funny she was blaming Star Wars for that. It's like you, 
you've been in three Star Wars films. Like, yeah, you know how this is how this goes, man. It's like, do you not remember those? Like, I mean, I think I think Charlie's Angels is a property. It's just it's too too uh, archaic or just too retro. Like, yeah, have you seen the trailer for that? Well, no. Also, I think it's you got three girls. Let's be honest. I, I'm. Not, I don't want to sound um, sexist. Yeah, sexist or or that this. I know that we're so like this shouldn't matter in 2019. You should care about uh, you know more things than looks and whatever. But let's be honest here. When they remade the, when they did the, the redid the Charlie's Angels in the two thousands, you got three of the biggest actresses that were out there, and they all had their own niche of people that really liked them. Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, and I mean, uh, Drew Barrymore was a crush of mine for a long time. Like, so I think, and they all brought like a certain thing to the table too for those movies, even though they were dumb and and silly and whatever. You also had Bill Murray as as well, uh, the. I mean, also like this also might come off as sexist. Those movies, those earlier movies in the show, were just you know trying to show off, you know TNA or just, you know hot women in bikinis and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like at the time that worked, and hell, that can work now. But don't try to hide it or don't try to wrap it up into some feminist. Well, but it's like you got Kirsten. Look who you got. Kirsten Stewart and like Naomi two Scott other. And Ella. Some Ellen. Ella Belinsky. Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> no, for that movie to work, you have to get actresses that people really know and that draw attention to the screen and get you to go see that movie even if you. Don't give two craps about Charlie's Angels as a property. You can't. Yeah. I mean, look, Kirsten Stewart uh, was, got was big, was big for Twilight, but she's still, uh, she's still a bad actress. That's that's kind yeah, of that's the thing too. Is like she doesn't make you want to watch the movie she's in. Naomi Scott um, is like a she's cute enough and she's a good actress, but she's still fairly unknown. Like Aladdin. Didn't like she didn't like she didn't set the world on fire from that role or like that wasn't like the biggest role, yeah. the biggest movie ever. I mean, like, you're talking more about Will Smith after that movie than you are anybody else. So, have um, you seen the? Tra- did you see the trailer for that Fantasy Island movie? Yes, they showed it in Ford, Ford versus Ferrari that I saw. Yeah. See, I actually think that. I mean, I don't think I'll see it necessarily, but I think that's a interesting, a more interesting take than Charlie's Angels. Because at least they're mm-hmm. trying something new. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. The original show is more, the original, like, shows a tad more black humorish or, you know, just non fantastical. Like, this one at least, you know, looks different. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you there. It's just, it's, I don't know. Weren't thinking on that end. Yeah. Uh, I got also. <laughs> what was the, uh, oh, well, Doctor Who. It's no, no, coming I back. Mention, I was going to oh. mention that Steam controller thing. Did you really think this was going to keep going? <laughs> I think they mentioned that this was going to get discontinued a long time ago, and they just now... Well, I, I uh, picked one up. Oh, you did? Yeah. I ordered it on Tuesday, I think Tuesday afternoon, and I got it on Friday. I was shocked. 
I was playing I was playing a game with Jens and I saw like an email pop up saying your delivery has been let, like left at your door and I was like what delivery and I went out and got it and I was like I what the hell I, I mean it's cool I got this but it's, this is like two days ago and also yeah. there's Thanksgiving in the middle like <laughs> I guess they just wanted to get rid of it yeah and you say well made controller it's super awkward to use uh and I can see why it failed <laughs> yep but Definitely. Hey, it's only five bucks, so you know. Yeah, why I can't complain ball? about that. It'll, it's sitting on a box on top of the you know, Steam Steam Link console or whatever they made. So I, I have both boxes now, nicely wrapped up. Well, Doctor Who. Yeah. Coming back. I think I liked the season a little bit more than you did. Um, I don't think. I'm being I I like her as Doctor Who. I don't have a problem with her. I, I think the the episodes my, themselves just weren't super interesting. My problem, well, I have two things. My problem, I don't mind Jodie Whittaker in the role. My problem is like her interpretation of the character was just a little off because she seemed almost like a bimbo version of her of, of the Doctor in some in some aspects. Like she couldn't remember half the shit she was supposed to. That's supposed to be part of her charm, I think. I then it's her, not, not working. And yeah. also, like she, you know, just regenerated. She can remember things, and, you know. Well, I mean, they did that with uh, Peter Capaldi. Like he was kind of a, a jackass for like the first season he was on, but then he, I think they realized that they had to self-correct it a little, or they corrected it by like making him a lot more, not cuddly, but like a lot somewhat like nicer. Uh yeah, exactly. So I think like they need to make her more intelligent or more like seemingly intelligent. Uh, the episodes were a problem because they were all pretty bad, or most of them were. I think the yeah. only episode I actually liked from that season was like the Kablam episode. The Amazon I like the one. one with the the one with the spider was okay. Oh, that was terrible. Um, with uh, Donald Trump or Chris Noth as Donald Trump. That part was bad. Uh, I yeah, I just I also I like the. the uh, with, oh, the uh, the one episode with uh, Rosa Parks is okay as well. Yeah, I mean, Rosa Parks. That's the one I, I it's, like. It's just they did not give her a lot of great material to work with. Well, just, my my other three problems, and I have three, is I think Jasmine is like severely underwritten, or she just does nothing for most of the shows. Like, at least the old guy and his steps or his grandson at least occasionally do something. Uh, no one disagrees with the doctor, which is weird. Like, no, like none of the companions do necessarily. They'd all just kind of go like, okay, let's go along with it. I just so, well, it's because you got people that don't really, I don't know, they're so shocked. Well, for one, I think the, the grandpa, he's not going to say anything against her because of what happened with his wife. Maybe. And then he's yeah. dealing with his own crap with the grandson, so... Yeah. Uh, and the last one, like, the last part is, like, for most of that first season, they were really on Earth quite a bit. <laughs> I think they, like, went to, like, one alien planet, maybe, and that was about it. And when they had that weird-ass, uh, like, obstacle course where they... They have to like have a race against time against people. Oh yeah, that, that was like the second episode. So yeah. 
Alright. Oh, and also that stupid Seth guy, where the fuck his name was, uh, like, as the bad guy of, like, the uh-huh. episodes, and that was it. It's like, this is bad. Like... Well, they changed... This is the first season where they've changed from, uh, the showrunner, right? Well, no, this... They did it last season, or last, when they they brought her on, and they now they have, or they had Chris Chibnall. That's when they brought him on also. So this is now his second season. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just the whole we're having to get used to this thing. Oh, and Yeah, that, that, that bad alien's name was Tim Shaw. It's like, all right. <laughs> Much better than Daleks or Cybermen or you know. Let's just people. hope that everybody has uh, has learned something from that season and just. Well, you, have you, you didn't see that Christmas episode of the New Year's one. That was a good one. Like that was pretty good. Well, yeah, <laughs> and if the, that's the that's the one they usually build off of. So. Yeah, I saw that they're gonna like have more two-parter episodes next uh, next season or next series, uh, which is good. Because it like lets the story breathe better. Um, oh man, remember that witch witch finder episode? No oh, problem. With uh, Alan, oh whatever whatever his name is. Oh, I can't remember. It's Alan something. Oh yeah, Alan something. That's right. Uh huh. Oh, like God. oh man, this is embarrassing for everyone here. <laughs> like the plan was cool. Uh... Rosa was fine. Uh, Kablam was I, the one where they put the uh, poison in the mailbox things, right? Yeah, or, like the explode, okay. it was the exploding uh, sur- or bubble wrap. Uh huh. Yeah, that one. I mean, I like that was I just cool. Liked that episode it felt like it felt like some weird bad mirror episode, which I kind of actually enjoyed. But well, it felt like Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. But. I just. I, I just really hope that this season they have they figured it out. I think there was a lot of hype and a lot of stuff that they had to deal with, a lot of the negativity with her. That's, that's yeah. the one problem. One, I mean, I'm not. It's not a problem with her, but I hate all the really like misogynistic nerds on the internet like attacking the show. It's like Jodie Whittaker's not the problem. I think like the, like her. The, the way the character is, that's kind of a problem. But she is not, like, the real issue. It's just the writing is bad. It's not... Exactly. Her. I didn't have a problem with her as the... It's just they did not do her any favors. It's the same... Like, it's the same ones who, like, constantly are attacking uh, Brie Larson. Because, like, the yeah. one comment she made about, like, oh, I don't want to see, like, you know, male... White male reporters or, or reviewers. Yeah. It's like... There's this one YouTube channel. I, I don't follow it. I just kind of occasionally glance at it, and the guy just constantly spews about her, like you know, oh she was ah, this come on, bomb, dude, do or, something you know, else. Like, yeah. And, or this one other one, I, I I like to watch it. This is it's funny to me. This guy's constantly bitching about Batgirl. Oh. God. Because you know, he's like, "This is not my Bat Batman" or crap like that. It's like. It's not meant to be. It was, well, so it's like, who's forcing you? Who's forcing you to watch it? Like, unless someone is strapping your ass down, your bald ass down to a chair, you know, putting in the a clockwork orange, eye, you know, eye holder things and making you watch it, you can turn it off. You can change the channel. You can 
do a million other things. You're the one forcing yourself to watch it and then bitching about it for 20 minutes every every Sunday night or whatever. Like, get a life. <laughs> yep. Please. <laughs> well, some people, you know. Anyway, Darksiders Genesis is coming out next week. <laughs> well, yeah, this week and... Uh, well, other stuff as well. A rise of simple story, which was on the uh, that last day to play, which I'm sort of interested in. Uh, uh, oh, go on. Go ahead as well. Yeah. I was going to say that Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to PC finally. It's not the whole thing they're doing it one by one. Reach is coming first, and Reach good. will come to the collection itself. Yeah. Um, if you have it on Xbox. And then it'll come to PC where you can buy it by itself. Yeah. Uh, I like Halo Reach personally. I do. Reach is one of my favorites. So I'm happy to finally have it in the entire collection. Also, Uh, they're porting over Assassin's Creed 4 and Rogue to Switch. Yeah, the Rebel Collection. That's that's coming. Uh, The Terminator Resistance game is uh, coming this week as well. Uh, Stardust Odyssey, the last episode of Life is Strange 2 comes out uh tomorrow and uh hero land farming simulator 20 my god we're at farming simulator 20 uh star star ocean first departure r is coming to switch in ps4 i'm gonna check that out and see how that goes i'm a big star ocean fan uh and uh a big pharma simulation game if you want one of those, so oh, I do. oh that ancestors game's coming out too. Yeah, consoles because it's been on PC for a while, I think. Mm-hmm, the consoles and Ashen is coming to everything but Xbox. Is the year exclusivity is over? <laughs> it's coming uh, uh, next week. So they're also making they finally they ported over Alien Isolation to the Switch. Yeah, I heard that was not a great port. I mean, you know, playing it portably. Yeah, like, probably yeah, not. I could, I could see why that is not going to work well. And they're also making a, releasing a game called Vampire the Masquerade Coteries of New York. And it looks oh, like a graphic f- novel vampire game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I thought it was like some... I didn't know what it, what it was. I know it was like Masquerade 2. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I looked it up and I'm like, this look, looks like that dad dating dad simulator game but there's more <laughs> vampire characters like what is going on yeah, like, yeah that's what i was yeah i guess i gotta put something out i mean oh and the week after shovel knight that new deal yeah the new shovel knight yeah and yeah. mech warrior five mercenaries comes out next week too maybe i'm uh, that <laughs> That looked interesting. They showed, I think, the opening cinematic. It's out there. Yeah, it's been a while so. since the Mech Warrior game. I mean, it's only been 15 years. <laughs> that watch on me. Like, really bombed, too, which, which is, like, weird. Yeah, so I've got to figure out what day. Right now, now I have to work Saturdays for the rest of this month because of, you know, things are going... Oh, so the new, the latest Saga port is also coming. Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions. Um, so they've been porting those with pretty good regularity. So if you're a Saga fan, yeah. there you go. Uh, 
Yeah, so I've got to work sat. I work at UPS now, so I've got to work Saturdays for the rest of this month. So, uh, Sundays might be the day when this happens uh, for a while. Um, we're going to. I'm going to try my hardest to get this back on a regular uh, thing. We will do a Game of the Year episode like we do every year. One of these weeks or on a special day or something. Yeah. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for that uh, as well. It may just be us two and, and Jens. Um, congratulations to Stephanie, by the way. Uh, Saki Sakura. She got her Mortal Kombat game hosted by NetherRealm. And uh, you know she could follow her on on Twitter on Twitch. Go watch her. She does uh, Mortal Kombat 11 commentary. She plays uh, that game pretty well. She fights. She's in tournaments. Uh, just want to give her a big shout out here. Uh, she got like 3,000 viewers or whatever for getting hosted by them. So congratulations to her. I know that's probably her biggest uh, viewership at one time. So pretty amazing. Uh, so yeah, until uh until next week. Uh see you later everybody. Later.